I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. I'm preparing for this interview on my 52nd birthday. As I reflect back at my life, I look not only at my beautiful blessings, but the struggles and hardships that occurred. No matter how you look at anything in your life, I have learned to look at everything as a gift. I have learned and grown so much in the past 52 years. If you haven't listened to my first couple of episodes, go back and listen. I explain a lot of where I came from and how I got to where I am today. When you reach a place in your life, in my case at 52, where you can say, thank you, God, for the ups and the downs and all of the in-between. It all got me to be the person I am today, and I am grateful for it all. One of my biggest blessings in 52 years is having my two girls. I look at those two beautiful children that God has given me to raise and say the biggest thank you. To be a parent is a big responsibility. There is no degree or class you take before you have them, and there's no one really to tell you how to do it. I think most of the time we are all just winging it and doing our very best. The only thing we really know how to do. I had quite a bit of life experience before I had them. I was 37 and 40 when they were born. So by that time, I had learned what beliefs I wanted to instill in them and knew that from ages zero to seven, they are being programmed and I am programming them. And so is Richard. And at that time, during that time, it was very critical So I was always trying my best to be aware of the beliefs I was programming and feel like I can look back and think I did a pretty good job. No one is perfect. There is always those moments you wish you could take back. But for the most part, I feel like I did a pretty good job. Now, fast forward to today, December 14th, 2020. I have a 12 and a 14 year old who are experiencing a pandemic. They have been online school since March, which have been lucky enough to go to private schools. So this year has been a little better than most kids, but but of course, not the old normal. They haven't been able to do what they love after school, like go to theater, go to singing lessons, you know, play any kind of sport, hang out with friends. We have watched the world experience things that history has never seen before. It's been life-changing to say the least. I think for me, this past year has opened my eyes to new things and realizing that when you take risks, there are rewards. And this podcast is a big example of that for me. Like I said before, the timing of creating this podcast during this pandemic made me realize how I want to help parents instill mindset tools and gratitude into their kids, especially now with what our kids are going through. What if we can empower our kids to have confidence and inspire them to give back to the world and be a difference maker? 
Get rid of any limiting beliefs that they have from childhood and get the thoughts they think daily to positive thoughts that will be life-changing for them, not only for the future, but for what really matters is now. Now is the time. No better time than the present because really, that's all we have. So if you are a parent that wants to transform the thoughts and mind of your child and set them up for success, please come to one of my free master classes next month. I will teach you tools to help you get through this time and show your child that they can be, do, or have anything and show them how powerful they really are. If you are interested in joining one of the free masterclasses, click on the link in the show notes or just email me at ashleygonner at gmail.com and I'll send you the Zoom link and get you all signed up. I am so excited to give these kids the tools that I wish I had at their age. It would have been a game changer in my life for sure. So let me know if you're interested and I get excited for just transforming these kids. Thank you so much. So now on with this amazing episode. And when I say amazing, I mean amazing. How did I get this woman on my show? I did exactly what she teaches. I visualized her beautiful face on my computer screen felt what it would look like when I was interviewing her, thought of all the tools she has learned in her life that she was going to share with my listeners, and voila. She is here today, and I don't mean to say it's that easy, but when you do what she says and believe it, it really works. I am living proof of not only this today, but many other things in my life. After I apply her techniques, you will see magic. If you have heard of The Secret, which I'm sure most of you have, if not, it's a book and movie that came out in 2006 that changed my life. I knew about the law of attraction and had practiced it in my life and got amazing results, but The Secret came out and explained it in a way that most people got. Well, my guest today's life transformed when she watched The Secret. Her name is Natalie Ledwell. Most of you might recognize her name from her famous mind movie series, her book, Never in Your Wildest Dreams, or Wake Up, her inspiring television series. She is the name behind Law of Attraction and has created her magic using it and teaching it to others. She has a heart of service and a compassion for others and wants everyone to realize how easy it is to manifest anything you desire in life. She has also created a curriculum for children called Personal Growth Studies, which we will dive deep into since that is my passion as well. Here is a little bit about Natalie before we get into this interview. Natalie Ledwell is originally from Australia. She is a risk taker, nonconformist, rule breaker, and maker who believes nothing is impossible. She's also an authentic and internationally renowned motivational speaker, best-selling author, law of attraction guru, host of the Inspiration Show and Wake Up TV, and co-founder of the revolutionary personal development company, Mind Movies. She resides in sunny California with her puppy, Bella. Her mission is to empower 10 million adults and kids all over the world and lead lives fulfilled with joy happiness, and passion, the lives they were destined to live. Over the years, Natalie has owned several successful business, businesses with her partner, Glenn, traveled to all corners of the world, eaten scorpions, bungee jumped, skydived, and hand glided. One of her life mottos is, I'll try anything once and twice if it's good. 
In the last seven years, Natalie and her team at Mind Movies have touched the lives of over 6 million people across the globe and are showered every day with their success stories. So without further ado, please welcome the Natalie Ledwell. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Ashley. <laughs> You're so welcome. I said that better myself. No. <laughs> Thank you for being here. This is a dream. I created this, like I said in the intro, in my mind, I started seeing this beautiful face on my computer screen, exactly feeling it, playing music, doing all those things. But, you know, it's been interesting doing my deep dive on Natalie Ledwell, because I've learned so many amazing things. And I just, I think people know you and know your name, especially with mind movies. But if you could go back to why this why your life has transformed. I know it went back to the secret in around 2006, but kind of, I think even before that's interesting because it's such a difference. It's a, there's such a contrast. Yeah. Well, I, um, you know, I actually grew up in a country town in Australia. So I wasn't in a, in one of the big cities and I'm one of eight kids. So I grew, had a very humble beginning when it came to all of this kind of stuff. And you know, I, I know that uh, when I said I was 18 and old enough, I was the hell out of there. <laughs> like, I'm like, this town is too small for me and uh, moved to the city. And, of course, I'm, my first career was in fitness. And so uh, I, I remember one of my bosses when I was 21 years old gave me a set of cassettes by Brian Tracy and said, here, I think you should listen to these. And back then I was driving this little 72 Corolla and it was orange. We used to call it the baked bean. And I would put those tapes in and I would just like play them to death. And it was like, it opened up this whole world for me, hmm. you know? And so uh, in fitness, I was managing fitness clubs by the age of 21. You know, I was speaking on stage when I was, you know, in like 24 years old, you know, educating club owners from all over the, the all over Australia. So, you know, I, I already had this, you know, thing where I felt like I was, had this career, I was making a difference and, you know, being positive and all of that. And then I met my husband and when we got married, we got married two weeks after we bought a nightclub. So I oh, <laughs> got wow. out of fitness and into the nightclub industry. And I was like, you know, <sighs> like, oh, my God. But the thing was, it was very interesting. It was like a very service industry as well. But, it, you know, it was a dance club in the 90s and it was a very unhealthy lifestyle and I didn't feel like I was making a difference at all. I'm like, right. how did I end up here? It was sort of like a, a side, side swipe. But then, you know, we sold the club after five years and, and Glenn and I were serial entrepreneurs. So, uh, you know, we had every kind of business from, you know, property development to the nightclub, the coffee franchises, healthy businesses. You know, we had the first bathroom advertising companies. We, we were just into everything. And at one stage, it was 2006, and, and um, I had one of those moments where I'm looking at all my bills and I'm looking at my bank balance and I'm just like, I'm missing a vital piece of information here because this is ridiculous. We had four businesses we were running at the same time hmm. and we're still struggling financially. I'm like, I'm missing something. And I knew how to set goals. I knew how to make a plan and do all of those things. Um, and then not long after that, a friend said, you know, you need to buy this DVD. You've got to order it online. It's called The Secret. I think you really like it. I'm like, mm, okay. But uh, I remember when Glenn and I sat down and watched it for the first time. We are on the couch on Saturday afternoon and we're looking at each other going, Oh my God, how did we miss this piece of information? Um, huh. And it was what changed everything for us. Wow. You know, for Glenn, it was all about, you know, it, it, incorporating emotion in his visualizations because he could always see the future. He, he was clear with that. But, you know, and, you know, infusing those visualizations with emotion. And I always had trouble visualizing. So that was a, a challenge for me. Um, but 
I would never set myself a goal unless I knew exactly every single step that I had to take to get there. The how, right? Yeah, the how. And and then I realized, oh, I don't need to know that. I just need to know where I'm ending up and I just need to start moving. And, of course, action was not our problem. <laughs> we had tons of action. We just had no traction. And so once we started applying these principles, you know, not long after that, a friend came to us and showed us this little movie you put together, which was like PowerPoint slides with affirmations, and in between those was photos and then music. And then he approached us with the idea of, of you know, setting up a, an online business of which we knew nothing about. Glenn could hardly turn on a computer and I hadn't even heard of YouTube and this is 2007. Huh. And, um, but from there he's like, I'll teach you. But I remember, you know, we, we set up a little video on YouTube and within months we were getting all these emails from people going, this is changing my life, you know, and, and, it, and it kind of sparked what I felt when I was working in the fitness industry. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ooh, I'm meant to be here. Right. Yeah, I'm meant to be here. And I'm like, all right, boys, come on, let's figure this out. How do you do this internet thing? <laughs> oh, and funny. so, you know, we just went on a really deep dive. We came over to the U.S., we joined an internet marketing mastermind group. We uh, spent six months working our butts off, you know, learning skills for the first time and, and did our launch. Our launch landed in September 2008, which, okay. you know, uh, as we all remember, the big thing in September 2008 was the economic crisis that had hit the planet. Right. We, we didn't know until the morning of the launch. You know, when hmm. we're speaking to Glenn's dad, he's like, have you seen what's happening to the dollar? We're like, no, we're, we've been busy <laughs> And, uh, and that's when we kind of had a little, had a moment because the whole time I'm like, yeah, this is going great. We're on purpose. You know, things seem to be going fine. There was, I mean, there was a lot of challenges along the way, but it was like, you know, we're staying the course. And then, you know, the morning of the launch, I realized we had, you know, accumulated $120,000 on credit cards. Mm. And then we get the, you know, call with Glenn's dad, what's happening with the dollar? We're like, well, this could go either way. We don't know what's going to happen here. But in the end, we're going to do like a $700,000 launch, you know, so a little $100 product. But it was very similar to what this year has been like. You know, people, are, uh, they just wanted to feel like they had more control, more agency over themselves. They wanted to feel like, you know, well, this is not what I want. How do I create something different? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a mind movie is, is a fantastic little visualization tool to be able to help you to do that. But I think what's most important about the mind movie is that you know, the process of making it, mm-hmm. you kind of have to get clear about what you want. Right. You know, and get, and, and, you know, and the way that I teach people is like, you know, don't be looking at the current situation. We, you need to get a little bold here. Right. I mean, you know, it's a movie, but I'm telling you, most people that make their mind movie, I don't know how many times, like you were saying in the intro, every day we an avalanche of people going, this is, you know, I've created this. I've been able to do this. I've changed my life. Um, and uh, through using a simple tool like this and some, some success principles. So. so the Mind Movies is a um, people, I saw you on a YouTube video, how you put it together. So you're putting your own affirmations in or using the ones that you have. You have templates. Yeah. You put the music and will you explain the different, so there's the affirmations, the pictures and the music. Mm-hmm. Is there more? Am I missing? No, no. So so here's the cool thing about a mind movie is, you know, it's basically a digital vision board. Right. You know, and a lot of us have been making vision boards for years. You know, you stick the photo of the car you want, the house you want, the vacation you want. And it just makes it easier for when you look at that board to put yourself in that vacation or in that car. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't see it in our mind first, we are never going to create it. 
Right. You know, we have to see ourselves already there. But more importantly, we need to feel the emotions of already being there. So a mind movie uses the components of photos like you do on a vision board, but we add affirmations because affirmations help you describe this future that you want to create as if it's happening now, which is important because when you visualize, you've got to have the visualize as if it's happening now and you're using the right language. Mm-hmm. You know, because when we're focusing on, if we're saying something like, you know, I want to be debt free, like every word that we use conjures up a picture in our mind. Now, we don't want to culture up the debt picture. <laughs> like I'm back right. in 2006 going, what am I missing? We want to make sure that we're describing exactly what it is that we do want. You know, I want to be financially free. Right. You know, I want to, you know, have more than enough money. And then, you, and then describing what that's like and you know, what life looks like when you're there and why you want it. And when you put it in a dynamic movie, like the software that we've created does all the transitions and everything, you can put your own photos in, you can use library ones, but it's very dynamic and moving. And the cool thing is that you can download it to your phone or your tablet so you can carry it around with you, which is great. But the music is the secret source Mm -hmm. because, you know, when we talk about the law of attraction, you know, we want to be a vibrational match to the things that we want of the things that we need to attract to be able to make this reality come true, right? Mm -hmm. So how do we manipulate that? What is our energy? Like what is that frequency? Well, our frequency is our emotions. So, you know, when you can watch this little movie and have a particular song, like I use different music for different mind movies, you know, um, the mind movie, my love mind movie, and we were talking about this earlier, I manifested the, the man of my dreams um, I used John Legend, you know, All of Me was my favorite love song. Oh, I love that. And then, you know, for my for my business one, I used a song called Badass Woman by um, Megan Trainer. Hmm. you know, and then for my health one, I have one, I uh, used Confident by Demi Lovato. So I'm using different styles of music for different themes, but it helps me to get into the emotion of already being there, already having the thin body, already being in love, um, you know, already having a successful business. Um, and so it makes, it, it actually turbocharges, you know, the visualizations just by watching the movie. Yeah. So go, go into how you met your love and you played the John Legends. What, what are you doing to build up to this moment of manifestation? Tell me the process. Right. Well, you know, we're in the year of COVID. So it's, uh, it's, it, it, everybody's online at the moment. So that's, that's where uh, we met. And, uh, and normally I have a little process. Where, because, um, you know, I before I go online, I want to be the vibrational match to the partner that I want. Mm-hmm. So I light a candle, I get a glass of wine, I watch my mind movie. So I am in that frequency. I'm, I'm like, I know what it is. Like, I've already reminded myself of all the qualities I'm looking for, you know, the type of relationship that we want. So then when I go man shopping online, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in that space. And I'm like, okay, and I can recognize it as it comes up. Although I must admit with, with, with Bert and my, my guy, he found me. Normally I'll be a little bit more proactive and reach out to, to guys, but, uh, and I wasn't even looking, I was, which is, oh, you know, this always happens this way, but I was I'm finishing off a big project because uh, my first U.S. school started teaching the, the program, oh. the curriculum, and I had to finalise a whole bunch of stuff. But, you know, he reached out to me and we had a very, it was very quick exchange. You know, we texted a little bit, then we spoke on the phone the next day. Then when our first date was a walking date, because that's what you do during COVID. Oh, um, we went for a walk and we knew on that walk, it was two hours we were together. And, oh, uh, and we both knew then it was like, okay, this is, this is amazing. So, 
and uh, we've been seeing each other ever since. So. Oh, I love that. So happy for you. So amazing. And, you know, I know you were married to Glenn for what, 20 years Yeah. and still our business partners. And, you know, I was, you know, me and my deep diving of you and all your podcasts and learning. Um, but I remember you saying something about like you, you feel like in a pat, like your soulmates, like he's just a, a per, he came into your life to teach you those things. And, you know, at that time when you were trying to think about, oh my gosh, this is not working. I'm not happy, but who am I to at least expose that? Cause look who I am. I'm the person that teaches, you know, law of attraction and now I'm failing in my marriage. Yeah. Right. How do you yeah. describe well, that? Yeah, because, you know, as a transformational leader and, and someone who's teaching people how to change their lives and how to, to be happy and, and to live these really fruitful lives, you know, I, in my mind, I'm supposed to have my shit together, right? Right. <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to be, you know, the perfect person. And so when, when my marriage was ending, uh, it was, and I was having one of these, you know, come to Jesus moments, where I'm like, am I a fraud? Am I a fraud because I can't even do this? Um, and, uh, but, you know, and I had to work my way through that because for me, it's, you know, I, I, and I think we always do when we get married, we are, this is going to be forever. And I honestly thought, but, and I would be together forever. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, when I find, you know, when our marriage ended, uh, you know, and I did a lot of work on myself because the first question I asked was, well, how did I show up in this? What's my contribution to the end of my marriage? Cause I know I, I had checked out. I was like, I'm so over this. I, I need out. And so when he finally met somebody else, I'm like, thank God. You know? funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good, it's final. It's done. Someone else is going to look after him. I'm sweet. Off you oh, go. Funny. Yours, no gives his back. You know? <laughs> That's funny. Um, but then, of course, I did all my work going, well, you know, how, why was this, why was I being triggered? Why was I upset? Like, what, you know, all of that. So, you know, doing things like the Hoffman process and that kind of thing. But, you know, but through all of that work, you know, I'm realizing that, wow, you know, and I've, you know, done past life regressions and had my Akashic records read and, you know, and several times it's come up how we are soulmates and soulmates doesn't necessarily mean, you know, love. It just means being together no matter what, mm -hmm. which really feels like what, you know, Glenn and I have. And, you know, the marriage part of our, our relationship is over, but, it's not over. It's different. We've just transitioned into this different form of our relationship. And, um, you know, and, and, and we had a Friendsgiving, uh, Bert, my new guy and I went out to, to Vegas and spent time with Gwen and his fiance. Oh, you did? Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, you know, we've been dinners and things and, you know, he is such a big part of my life and, you know, people are going, well, that's because you are who you are. And I'm like, no, 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 because it, if Glenn was anyone else, it wouldn't work, you mm -hmm. know. And, and even Glenn says, like, you know, we didn't have any, we didn't hate each other and we had no resentment. So from that place, you can still maintain a relationship. And, uh, and we both, you know, he's the perfect business partner for me. You know, mm -hmm. he's amazing. He has my back. He'll always have my back. And, uh, you know, he's such an incredible part of my life. And, you know, it was important to me that with, with the new love that I came in, that, that, that he understood that dynamic, which he does. And, you know, he loves 
hanging out with Glenn as well. Oh, how funny. That's so cool. I love that. Mm -hmm. I want to go deeper into teaching people how to manifest because I am a huge believer in the feeling and I always teach the girls gratitude. And I, when I say gratitude, it's not, you know, the basic, the house, the car, it's the feeling that you had from the pre, I usually say the previous day, it has to be pretty recent, but it's that feeling that generates that, you know, the gratitude in your heart and that vibration, right? It hires your, your vibration. And, you know, I have these kids that I'm working with right now and I'm trying to teach them how to raise their vibration. And I'll say, you know, jump up and down and say, I'm excited or, you know, get in your gratitude feeling and really feel it. And, you know, even the mind, same thing as the mind movies. But when you explain to somebody, they want to manifest, let's say they want to manifest, we already talked about love, money or you know, something, something that they can see. How do you help them do that? Yeah. So I actually have a very good six-step formula for doing this (laughs) because that's my, that's my human gift. I can look at how I did something and break it down. So it's easy to duplicate. Um, But, you know, so my six steps to manifesting anything, the first thing is, is what you've just been talking about is you have to be in your happy place first. Mm -hmm. You have to be in higher frequency emotions first. Um, and so you can either create a list of things that you know is going to make you feel good. You know, the things that are on my list are things like, you know, taking Bella out for a walk outside in the sun, you know, driving with the roof down, with music playing. I have a couple of songs like, you know, that normally the songs that I play to get me going are the ones that I've attached to my mind movies, so my most recent mind movies. So it helps me get, get up and get going and I'll do a little meditation. I'll do a breathing exercise, you know, these kind of things that help to, to raise my frequency. But of course, Gratitude, and I know that we all talk about gratitude, but I can't impress upon you enough how important it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's the game changer. You know, even, uh, you know, I've had some incredible through meditations because I work a lot with Dr. Joe Dispenza. You know, I've been down in Costa Rica doing the plant medicine ceremonies with the shamans down there. Every time I have that breakthrough and I'm connected with the divine and connected with all there is, mm-hmm. gratitude is what I'm feeling first. It's yes. the gateway into that that bigger place. And everything that we talk about when it comes to manifesting, all of these steps I'm sharing with you, it's not going through the motions. You can't go through the motions. You can't just go, yeah, I've written five things in my gratitude journal. Right. But you, you have to really feel it. You have to step into that emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for those days, and, you know, this year there's been a few of them mm-hmm. where I'm finding it hard to get into gratitude because right. maybe I'm having a bad day or I'm like, I can't cope with not seeing anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is I'll write down my things and then I close my eyes and I think about them. And then what I do is I, I concentrate on my heart chakra. And I'm as I'm breathing in, taking a big breath in, I imagine that the light in my heart chakra is getting bigger. And then I'm breathing out and then breathing in, it's getting bigger, breathing out. So where we put our attention is where our energy goes. And so when you can expand your heart chakra and it really helps to magnify that feeling of gratitude, that's mm-hmm. my little trick that I use to help to get me into that place. Hmm. You know, normally I can acknowledge the things that made me feel good the day before, but to really get into that feeling of it, that's that's my little trick to do that. So number one, you want to be in your happy place. Number two, this is where you set an intention. Now your intention is like a line in the sand. This is the no matter what, this is going down. This thing is happening. <laughs> right. You know, so I always recommend you write a little sentence, like a little paragraph, two sentences. The first sentence is no matter what I have, I am, I'm doing, I'm, you know, 
right at, you know, I have an outrageously successful business. I've got a loving, supportive, passionate relationship. I've got, you know, optimal health with vital energy or whatever that is. So that's your first sentence. The second sentence starts with, this enables me to. And this is where you start to think about your why. This enables me to travel the world, to, to you know, buy a size 10 online and know it's going to fit. It's, you know, it's, it enables me to give to charities or to, you know, vacation with the family, whatever that is. Then I stick that on the mirror and for the first week, I just look, every morning I get up, I recite that intention statement, looking at myself in the eyes, in the mirror with so much conviction and so much resolve that even I believe it's going to happen. <laughs> okay, good. You know, and it's, the wheel's already starting, the wheels of the universe are starting to turn. Okay, it's already happening. You know, then we want to, the step three is to get clear. Like, let's drill down. This is where we write out our affirmations, which you can do in a mind movie or on a vision board or just use the list. So you want to write down what it is that you want as an affirmation, what life looks like when you get there. Mm-hmm. That's the fuel for your visualizations, why you want it, you know, and think about the people that you're serving, the people that you love, and think about you and put all of those in there because these whys are what's going to help you to get through all the challenges. Any actions that you need to incorporate or, you know, any daily practices you need to change. And then the last one, which is kind of a pretty important one, is what I call your thought affirmations. So how do I need to change the way I think to be able to become this person to step into this future? Hmm. So, you know, the bad news is, is that if you're in a place that you're not happy with right now, your thoughts got you there. Right. But the good news is that your thoughts got you there. (laughs) So all (laughs) we need to do is change our thoughts. (laughs) Revelation. Um, So it's just, you know, being aware of the negative thoughts that are coming up you know, consciously choosing other thoughts instead and adding them into this list so that when you go through this list and then we go into step four, which is your like your visualizations, this list is what's going to help you to get there, you know. And, and when you're visualizing, I mean, you can see yourself as a character in a movie. You can do that. Uh, what is a little bit more powerful than that is that if you actually choose a moment, like, for example, if we're thinking about creating wealth, now, wealth means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and it means a lot of different things to us individually. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could try and go into visualization of that, but it's like, you know, you're chopping and changing. And But if you can choose one moment, one moment, and put yourself in that moment and elicit every single, you know, sense that you have, then that's going to help you to create that even more because what you're doing is you're completely tricking your subconscious mind into thinking that it's actually happening there. It doesn't know the difference between right. what it sees through your eyes and what you're playing is this very vivid experience mm-hmm. in your mind. So when you um, say that, you're going somewhere, meaning like if you're creating wealth, you're getting into, you're picturing getting into a really nice car with a smell the leather, listen, you know, like listen to the speakers, feel the, if it's a top down, like that kind of feeling, putting yeah. on a really expensive jacket and feeling just really rich, that yeah. like just the feeling. Yeah. Or, you know, for, for health and fitness one, I, I imagine myself shopping and getting a size eight off the rack. Right. You know, and putting it on and just looking and feeling amazing in it. You know, with my loved one, I would see us on a beach, which I actually did manifest this a few months ago. Oh, for I But um, I can feel the deck chair underneath my body. I can feel the heat of the skin, the sun on my skin. I can smell the ocean. I can hear the waves. I'm holding his hand and I'm feeling just so much love and contentment in that moment. So, you know, and, and things like that. So, you know, and with the school program, 
you know, I see myself walking into a classroom and all the kids screaming and coming up and then I can feel them pulling on my clothes and, you know, and they're all happy and smiling and the teacher, I'm having, the teacher's tearing up because it's made such a difference. Like I'm, I'm so in that scene, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I, I know that it's manifesting very, very soon. So, and when you're visualizing, you don't necessarily have to be sitting down with your eyes closed. You know, you can be vacuuming the house. You can be cleaning. You can be driving. I call it daydreams with intention. Mm. You know, and you and you just I love that. There and you're feeling it, especially if you're in the car and you're playing the song that you've yes. got mind moving. And he's like, "Dang, you are right there." Right. So that really helps out as well. So visualizing is number four. Number five is taking action. You know, of course, because the best visualizations in the world that mean anything else, we're actually taking action. Um, right. And, you don't and I think that's a big part. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you there, but I was going back to the secret. I always felt like they, people thought it was this magic. And instead of it's the action that I feel like wasn't really putting, it wasn't teaching people that you had to do, have action. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, Joe Vitale d- does mention action, but I don't think I think everyone didn't hear that. <laughs> right? Because I'm friends. I'm friends with all the people that are in the secret now. They're all my my peers, and and Joe's like, I did say action. I'm like, okay, okay. But yeah, but you know, and you don't have to worry about what kind of action because you know. And, and the other thing that you know I mentioned earlier is that you know you don't need to know how, which is a little confusing because if people go, well, then if I don't need to know how, then how am I going to do it? Right. I go, you don't need to know how yet, you know, but you do need to start action in a direction. And then the how will start to appear for you as you start to move. And it doesn't matter what action you're taking because it will always lead you to where you need to go. Right. Especially if you're doing the other steps, you're, you're going to, you're going to be fine. You don't have to worry about that. And then of course the last step, which is the hardest and actually, this one I learned when I was in Costa Rica with um, with our mutual friend, Michelle, and that is surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to surrender. Once we've done all of those other things, we have to surrender into knowing that, you know, it's going to show up. It may not show up the way that we think it's going to, and it may not even look like we think it's going to look. Right. And it's going to be happening in, its own, in divine timing. Right. You know, we've got, to, we've got to surrender into knowing that the universe has our back. Like mm-hmm. we, it's going to be okay. And so, yes, we want to be doing these other things, but we don't want to be holding on so tight to this with impatience and frustration and, and you know, and, and, you know, wanting it to happen now because that's lowering our frequency. Right. We've got to go all of that and go, it's done. And then yep. just start working towards it as if it's already happened. Yes. You know, acting as if it's already done. And so, you know, and when we can be in that place of surrender, you know, that's where we can, we're, we're in flow. Oh, so true. But, you know, people, I think a lot of the manifestations blocks is that last step. Like you said, it's the hardest because people, you know, it's always, I need it right now. Why isn't it coming? So all those, why isn't it here is telling the universe, you don't have it. It's not coming. That's where they, I really feel that if people got that and they just let it go and know that God will bring it or the universe will bring it when the timing is perfect and let it go and know that it's coming and feel it and do, keep doing that instead of putting those blocks and saying those words that are pushing it further away. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like last year, you know, I've been working on the, the children's curriculum for, you know, about four years now. And last year I was particularly frustrated. I always have a, a coach. I always have someone I work with. 
And I was saying to my coach, I don't get it. It's supposed to be happening now. What's going on? And I'm like, oh. oh and she's like, all right, take a breath. And she goes, so why is it not happening? Like, what is it? And, of course, I couldn't see it in the moment. But I'm like, all right, yes, I know. It's all happening when I was supposed to. Um, but <laughs> but last year was really a year, and last year and this year has been a year where I've really done a lot of my shadow work, where I've really gone into the places that, you know, I did a, a, when I was in Costa Rica at one of the ceremonies, I had this massive heart healing and forgiveness around my biological mother who left when I was three. And every time I've done work on myself, I'm like, it's not my biological mother. I don't even remember her leaving. I don't remember her at all. Let's focus on my stepmom. She's the one that messed me up, you know. Oh, funny. <laughs> but, you know, I also said, no, you need huh. to walk here. And I was actually able to release a lot of emotion and, and really clear a lot of that up. Um, and then, of course, this year, because the plant medicine showed me everything I needed to work on, I've been able to do that. And, of course, when COVID hit, again, it was like, oh, man, but it's turned out to be the perfect storm for this kind mm-hmm. of a program because now more than ever, kids really need some mental support. Yes. So Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so that's I want to ask you that because, of course, I told you before we hit record that I am starting this course for parents called Raising Confidence because I have the 12 and the 14-year-old kids that I've been training this law of attraction since they could read and listen to me. Um, so they've really know all this stuff. They know not to say things. They know how to say cancel that. They know tapped in, tuned in, turned on. They know, mom, you got to get on your high flying disc. You're not as high as you should be. They, you know, I do the gratitude and I'm so happy and I'm singing and they're like, wow, you must have just done your gratitude. <laughs> they can just, you know, we just have that conversation. And I think now when I look at this pandemic and all these kids going through the school, you know, being home and, you know, no school, no activities, no sports. I mean, it's a lot for those little brains. So mm-hmm. when I went, when you said you got to take action, well, I started a course, I started a podcast. I didn't know the how, but I knew the why, mm-hmm. but I just kept going. That's the action. And I kept my high vibration by meeting people like you that get me excited for the next one and the next and the next. And then, you know, go through Michelle's courses and I start this class and I'm still making, taking action. I still don't know what I'm doing. But then it came. I thought, there we go, raising confidence. I want to help parents teach them, these kids, this mindset tools that we're talking about to, I mean, I can't imagine as a 12-year-old what my life would be like if I had those tools at that age. You know, it would just be amazing. So going back to why, why would you want to work with children? (laughs) That's my... Well, it was a download. I got the download that I needed to create a, a children's version of the My Movie software, which we did. And then I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with this. Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, all right, now you give me this, give me the next piece. Like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and to cut a really long story short, I ended up through a mutual friend being connected with the dean of the university in Colombia, Medellin, Colombia. And we committed to donating 10,000 My Movies accounts to help underprivileged children there. And he asked me to do like a curriculum to go with it. And I'm like, uh, sure, what do you need? And he goes, you know, 12 lessons, blah, 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 address bullying and, blah, blah, and all this kind of thing. And if you can get it to us in like two and a half weeks, then we can do the translation. And I'm like, okay, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. And I hang up the phone and I have a little meltdown because I'm like, why did I say yes to that? I'm like, I left school when I was 15. I don't even have kids. Like, <laughs> what <laughs> well, that's I what I mean. You know? That's why I was wondering. Like, <laughs> 
And I'm like, I know I want you to give me the next piece, but I didn't think it was going to be this. And it was so funny because I called Glenn and I called a friend of mine and both of them said, you've got this, you're a master manifest. I'm like, okay, this is not helping. But, you know, I go into my little visualization, a meditation. I see myself in the classroom. I come out of it. And, and then, of course, you know, I reach out to a friend who's a teacher. She gives me the outline. And then my copywriter's wife specializes in early age curriculum, which, of course, I didn't know until I spoke to him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Of course. Like, of course, right? But I had the 12 lessons and I didn't know what else to do with it after that, you know. And then a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I, I'm looking at my mind. Maybe I'm like, no, I haven't really done anything in this. I haven't achieved anything. I'm like, I think I've got too many things. And, uh, and I'm like, well, I need to choose one. I'm like, well, it's not going to be the kids program because yeah, I don't know what I'm doing there. And I'm not qualified and, you know. And I'm like, and I had the TV show and the book and a new book. And I'm like, hmm, TV show is pretty sexy. I, I think I might do that, you know. And then my girlfriend who's got two master's degrees in children's psychology who's worked in refugee camps. She's an amazing woman. She mm-hmm. reaches out to me and goes, we need to do this kids program together. I'm like, damn it, okay, it's going to be the kids program. <laughs> you know, and, and honestly, I've tried to walk away a couple of times because my small self keeps telling me I'm not worthy. I don't oh. know what I'm doing. You know, who do I think I am? And I have to work through those moments. I have to release, you know, those that programming because I've stepped into, well, this is what I do own. You know, my colleague is, my girlfriend is the one that's done a lot of the, the psychology and everything and, and and we work together to structure the lessons together. But that's my gift, structuring the lessons, building the platform, getting all the digital assets done, you know, getting out there. And even though I'll get to the next step, I'll go, I don't know what I'm doing. But as long as I stay in the visualization and the emotion of already being there, then the person or the thing that I need next will show up for me. Right. So it's like this is how I've been operating and it's been like talk about having to surrender. I'm like, man, because <laughs> <laughs> I do feel out of my depth. You know, I was 40 when we started buying movies and not knowing, had no clue about what wow. we were doing. And now I'm 50, you know, I'm 50, turned 52 soon. And, and now I'm stepping into this whole new arena where I'm like way outside my comfort zone. But, um, you know, I also know that the idea would never have come to me if I didn't have the ability to do something with it. Right, for sure. So, you know, but what do you see? That too. <laughs> Why, you know, you don't have children, but when now that you've been into the children program, what do you see that the kids struggle with the most that you really think is important in that program? For the younger kids, we did teach them how to regulate their emotions, you know, and I think we teach them from a very early age, there's no such thing as a bad emotion. You know, if you're feeling sad, there's a reason for that. If you're feeling angry, there's a reason for that, and that's okay. It's okay to feel the emotion. But if the emotion sustains itself and then you feel like you're always angry or that you're always sad, then here are the tools that you need to be able to shift you know, and shift into feeling good and feeling better and feeling, you know. So we, we don't teach law of attraction at all in this program. It's definitely all psychology and science-based. And we do teach about brain science and all that kind of thing. But we're helping kids to understand why they think the way they do or why things happen and what happens when they flip the lid and, and all these different things. And then when we get into the older kids, you know, we're really spending a lot of time on you know, helping them with their self-esteem, but giving them a foundation of who they are Mm -hmm. and what they stand for, you know, how to set their own personal standards, you know, how to, we give them scenarios that they can then now apply what they know about who they are, what their core values are. So when they're in a situation where 
there are drugs involved or, you know, a guy's, you know, it's a sexual advance or whatever that is, they've already decided, you know, when they're not in the stress of the moment, who they are and how they're going to show up in that moment. So being able to help them with these kind of things and, 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 you know, and again, like looking at emotions, they're not bad. Right. We all need to feel these, but then how to move through that. And then, you know, we, all the limiting beliefs that we're dealing with as adults, you know, Mm -hmm. we address that when they're younger. We help them to understand why they may believe a certain thing, but then we get them to question these beliefs at a young age. You right. know, so that they're making up their own mind and their own decisions on these. Totally. You know, in my group I have now that I lead, I do it's a, through a text and I give them every day things to fill out. They have to copy and paste and send it back. But, you know, I what I realized, too, about these limiting beliefs that these kids have, because they'll write, I'll have them say, put three things that you say about yourself that are negative and then change it. Now three, make them positive. And I keep doing it and I see such an improvement because it, it almost is where they are having a harder time finding the negatives. Mm-hmm. And now I can see, I mean, I see it in my girls because they've been doing it basically their whole life. But when I see it in these gr- kids that are, you know, newly to all this teaching, I go, oh, I do. Th- those are my thoughts. I do. You know, I said, you think 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day. They're all almost the same every day. Let's change it up and let's make them good. (laughs) You know, this is it. This is our day that we get to do whatever we want. We can create our own reality. And this is what you get to do because your thoughts become things and it's, they are so powerful, but you know, to teach them the limiting beliefs that were only, you know, since they were like seven or eight, how they all have been from zero to seven, all programmed thanks to mom and dad and their surroundings. And now, you know, newly, my daughter, 12, you know, kind of new from that, you know, has had the different brain activity up until till 12. But to see the shift and how quickly you can do it, you know, now at this age versus at 50 or, you know, going, waiting that long. And I just, it's so magical to me when I see the, them changing and what they, you know, I always say, you can be, do, or have anything. What do you want to be? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? Now it's, you know, we've been doing this for probably six months. They've gone from this little tiny bees and do's and haves to big. Cause I'm like, you got to go big. Like we're not here to, on this earth very long. We got to go big. Yeah. So I just love it. It's just something that sparks me. I want these kids to have these tools so bad. And I yeah. love that you do that so much. Okay. Yeah. Well, I watched a documentary just recently called The Social Dilemma. Oh, me yeah. too. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the the sharp rise in suicides in, in middle school age children is, I mean, the suicide rate in teenagers in general is just unacceptable, mm. you know, which is another thing why I felt so strongly about this. I remember reading this story about this. I think she, the girl was only like eight who killed herself because she was being bullied. I was like, Ugh. this is not, this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not, I, I'm like, I, I know I can do something about this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. No, I know. It's, you know, so past the, thank you for that. I love that you're doing that because it just has something in my heart that the world needs for sure right now. If any, I always say like right now is perfect. There's no better time than right now. Let's right. do it now. This yeah. is it. You know, we're not waiting. 
<laughs> we got to do this. These are the kids that are going to be running the country. We need to figure this out right now. They need to figure these out, these tools. But, you know, I was watching this Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I love. I mean, that would be one of my top book that if I had to read a book today that I would go to that book, his books. Explain your how you got connected with him and those studies that he, you know, he just does those, how he connected to you because he saw that you got the mind, yeah. you know, right? Is that where you connected? Yeah, so a mutual friend introduced us and uh, he came into the office down in San Diego and uh, met me first and we just got on like a house on fire. I'm like, wow, I get this. And, uh, and then he met Gwen and of course, you know, Gwen's a very gregarious, fun kind of guy. So he actually invited us up to do a progressive workshop when he was doing them live. And this is uh, eight years ago now. And we ended up staying on the ranch, which is, you know, we didn't have many guests there, but it was like crazy amazing. But it was really interesting because I remember being in that progressive workshop and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm home. This is, this is great, you know. And uh, we're, we're going into a meditation and Glenn's in the room as well. And I can, he's sitting behind me and I can hear him moving and I can hear him breathing really loud. And in my mind, I'm like, I can kill you right now. Just stop it. I'm like, everyone can hear. This is what's going on in my mind. And then I'm thinking, ooh, that's not good, is it? <laughs> and a few months after that, we split up. And, uh, oh, and out of all the friends that we spoke to when I and told everyone that we separated, Dr. Joe was like, oh, yeah, no. Nah. You guys you guys were so energetically disconnected. It was not funny. I'm like, yeah. Oh, so, that's so um, funny that he picked that up. Yeah. But yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is, this is, I get this. I understand. I understand the science. And so, you know, for the first six years that I, I worked with him, like he, he still teaches my movies in, in his events. Uh, he still uses my movies, I should say. And I normally go with a team and we have little workshops, but he's brain mapping people. And for six years, he'd be brain mapping people. We'd be measuring cortisol levels, pre and post event, you know, brain mapping, pre and post event, brain mapping while people are meditating doing, you know, chakra alignment, you know, aura things, and then also measuring the energy in the room when, mm. when it's normally and then when it's, you know, when we're meditating. And, yeah, some of the findings were just, like, astronomical. And, and you know, when you can present this information in science with mm-hmm. evidence like that, it's like, oh, I get it. Yep, no problem. Right. You know, and, and really, in essence, what Dr. Joe is doing is is creating this, you know, wave of human beings on this planet and of all ages, you know, of all ages that understand, number one, that they can heal themselves through the power of their mind, but number two, they understand how they can connect through the unified field, um, how they can be in fifth dimension and be able to um, resonate at a whole other frequency and be able to you know, create this, this, you know, this reality that they want. And, you know, he's been doing this with thousands and thousands of people and it's really helping to raise the frequency of the planet. And we could go into a lot of different like crazy stuff, like beings being in the room and a whole bunch of different things, which, which, you know, it's probably time for another, another podcast. We could talk about this. Yeah. We'll do a part two for sure. Cause there's so much I have to ask you. And I know I'm almost at my hour capped, but I wanted to, so before I finish, before we finish that spot and then we'll close up. But when I was watching this video of how you were explaining that when you're in that visualization and you're, you're seeing it and you're, you're going through the different phases and you're watching your brain mapping the person and you see when the brain like goes crazy Mm -hmm. and it really like it opens up 
And then you can see like it goes by the minute mm-hmm. and how that is, that is cr- so amazing. It makes you real. It's true. Like when people see that, they're going to go, oh, you know, there's proof or, you know, yeah. they see it as science versus us telling them when you do that and you're going to create your own reality, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and one of the techniques that he uses uh, in a because, you know, he does different types of meditations, you know, but a lot of it, he teaches you a breath where you're channeling energy up your body and into your head and where you're putting pressure on your pineal gland. And when you do that, what happens is that you start to loosen and break up the DMT crystals that are naturally in your gland, hmm. which, you know, gives you that. And the DMT is what they call the God molecule. Oh. So when that is released, you have a, like a very euphoric and connected experience. So a lot of what those, you know, brain waves are that are really going off, people are having full Kundalini experiences because they have released this DMT and then now, now they're experiencing oneness with God kind of thing. Oh, I love that. And that's what that, that's what that's measuring. It's like amazing. Huh. DMT. I'd never heard of that. That's new. I'm excited. Mm. Huh. I want to do that. So, oh, so fun. What, so you have your podcast, your new one that I love. Explain to me how you, why you started that. Yeah. Well, I mean, originally it was because Glenn's like, I want you to do a podcast. And we, you know, we want to do something like, my dude, I have no time for podcasts. Then COVID hit. I'm like, oh, I've got all the time in the world. Um, And I'm like, okay, I'll do a podcast. I said, but I said, I'm not talking about law of attraction. I talk enough about law of attraction. And I said, if I'm going to do it, I really want to reach an audience of women who are in their middle age. And, you know, in my experience, I have a lot of girlfriends that I talk to and and I've I've had to learn how to open up and how to communicate in a way that's vulnerable. I was never like that. And it's Mm -hmm. it's something I've really grown into. But being able to have the courage to have that introspect but then to have these conversations has really changed my life in so many different ways. And so um, I wanted to create that. Hmm. I wanted to create a podcast where I was having very candid conversations about all things that are related to women that are in their middle age. And we talk about everything. We talk about, you know, dating and marriage and sex and hormones and menopause and looking after, you know, aging parents and, you know, and, you know, changing careers at this time of our life and like everything, everything that is related to us. Um, but, you know, and for me, it's like, now we, we need to, it needs to be candid. We can say anything we want. And, uh, you know, and that's what I've been able to create. Yeah, I love it. So, it's yeah. A, a, you have great, amazing guests. And plus I'm, you know, at that age where everything that you talk about applies to me. So it's right up my alley. Okay. I, I wasn't going to go here, but I'm going to go here quick. Cause it, it reminded me of something. And then we, I promise you we will be done. So when you were at Rhythmia and you did the ayahuasca, Mm-hmm. So I relate to you in the female male energy. I'm very much, I used to run a business, you know, meet, you know, always kind of single till I was 35, like very, you know, had to figure it out on my own and always was masculine. So I realized at Date with Destiny a few years ago that when I had to dance like a woman, I was like, I don't know how to do this. This is like really hard for me. And I realized that day that he taught masculine and feminine, and I know, you know, I understand it way more now, but when you describe that, do you think that when you realized how to get into your, this just was my epiphany after listening to why you had the podcast and how hard it is for you to have that, bring that feminine in. Is that helping you bring that feminine in more having that podcast and having those female conversations? Yeah. So what really helped me step into it was the end of my marriage. 
because when my marriage was over, and Glenn used to get this all the time, like, you know, female friends would go, look, you know, we really love Nat, but I can never get close to her. And I would never let anyone in. I was always good with the facade. Like, everything's okay. I don't want you to get behind here because you'll get behind here, realize that I'm not what you think I am and that I'm desperately unhappy and I don't want anyone to see this. So that was my thing. And then, you know, when we broke up, I was like, man, I don't have any close girlfriends, really, you know, Hmm. and and I was surrounded by incredible women. I'm just like, oh, my God. And I'm part of a group called the Association of Transformational Leaders. And, you know, a few weeks after my husband and I broke up, I was the MC one day of this in one of our live events. And, you know, most people get up and use the time to talk about themselves and their business. Like, yeah, everyone knows who I am. And I just use that time and, and to get honest and real and, and vulnerable and go, look, I'm feeling like a fraud. I'm feeling like a, like I'm a failure for having my, you know, and I'm struggling with this and blah, blah, blah. And, of course, out of that, you know, out of me being able to open up like that, I have about five women who are in my inner, inner circle who are incredible. Um, and we we can hold a safe container for each other. We can really you know, step into that vulnerable place where we can have, you know, really raw conversations, but we know that we're going to be supported and heard and held and amazing. So from then I started to step more into my feminine and, you know, even with my new love, you know, he's super masculine, like super super masculine, which which is great. And I was telling him how I would struggle with this. He goes, but you're so feminine. I go, I am now. Oh, funny. But I have learned how to do that dance. You know, because when I'm with him, I kind of just melt and I'm in, you know, and I can be in that feminine space. Um, But, of course, it took me a long time to to learn that too. Um, But, you know, really surrounding myself with with incredible women has just been the key. Yeah, I love that. Oh, I love that so much. And I, I relate to that so much because I know that when I have my little tribe that I'm with, uh, that is allows me that space. It is a, a place where I can be that. And I really... know that now more than ever really you know it's beautiful anyway Natalie Ledwell I've been beyond blessed to have you here and I know that this is no accident or coincidence and anything I'm just so grateful and I would love for you to tell everybody I know they can find you with mind movies your podcast it's called not over just different I love that that's how you, that's what you coined the phrase when you ended your marriage with Glenn, right? Yeah. Absolutely. That's where that came from. Yeah. I love that. And then your websites, I mean, Natalie Ledwell. NatalieLedwell.com or if you want to find out more about the kids program, personalgrowthstudies.com is the, is a great place to find out all about that as well. But you can contact me through any of those websites. Okay. So. And then Facebook and Instagram, you're on both. Yeah. Uh, Mind Movies, Under Mind Movies. Under Mind Movies. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you so much, Natalie. My pleasure. It has been so fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.